Hello, uh, I'm Susan Acott and I'm the Chief Executive here at East Kent Hospitals and I'm delighted to have some colleagues from the laboratory with me today that I'm going to get to introduce themselves. Claire, so can I just start with you? Can you introduce yourselves and say what you do? Yeah, so I'm Claire Warren. I'm one of the Chiefs in the Microbiology Department and I lead in the Virology section. I'm Tyler Lloyd and I'm the Head Biomedical Scientist for Cellular Pathology and Mortuary Services across East Kent. I'm Hannah Lowe and I'm a trainee clinical scientist in the microbiology department. Good, thank you very much. So really what I wanted to do now is just have an amazing conversation with you about your experience of, of COVID over the last year, but particularly through the lens of the laboratory, really. So I really wanted to start with you, Hannah, because you were at the start of your career and you must have, you know, you've just been completely thrown in the deep end and I'd just like to hear about how you felt about that, really. Yeah, it was definitely quite a shock to start with. I think when the COVID pandemic kicked off here, I was, I'd only been in my role for about six months and I'm part of a training programme where you have set rotations. So within microbiology, uh, you move around the bacteriology side where we look at bacteria and then we have the virology side where we look at viruses. So I'm supposed to move around those rotations on a set basis. So obviously when COVID hit, everything went upside down and it really was a group effort to get as many people trained from the bacteriology side of the laboratory into the molecular and COVID side of the diagnostics. Because the PCR testing we do for COVID is quite technical and you need to be skilled with your molecular techniques so it really was a massive team effort to as quickly as possible get as many staff trained across the laboratory to be able to perform the COVID testing. Yes so actually I suppose some of us think of laboratory as a bit of a blob but actually you're a, you're, you're a set of highly distinct specialties so Claire just tell us a little bit about the mix and matching that had to go on to gear up around molecular. Prior to COVID the molecular department was relatively small, just a, a handful of, of staff really, with only really two or three people with those skills to actually do molecular. It's a very clean technique. You can't risk any kind of contamination and things like that. So usually winter time would be our busiest in the respiratory section of the molecular, which we probably peak to about 20 to 30 samples a day. And obviously that wasn't going to be sustainable when we're looking at doing 1,200 samples a day with COVID. So we very rapidly need to train more staff to be able to rotate in and learn those skills. And it was, you know, a great team effort across pathology as well because we had back support from other departments to enable us to kind of move our staff around and get those skills. So, yeah, we had to rapidly obviously buy a lot more equipment, look at new tests and something that was going to be easy and standardisable for new staff to train on. You know, we couldn't have things that were going to be too complicated and obviously things that we could turn our results around fairly but, quick. Uh, we were just um, talking at the start about the fact that if we go back a year, people were just hearing about this new disease in, in yeah. China and then all of a sudden we started to worry about it coming here and of course we had no equipment to test. I mean, literally yeah. we had to go out a standing start, haven't we? Yes, we, we have. And obviously we was getting that approach by various different companies, you know, where they were rapidly developing new tests. Public Health also wanted us to use their assay because before we could do any in-house testing, we had to refer everything off to public health. They were the only ones that had that technology. 
after various discussions with them, we decided that actually more of a commercial approach was going to be better for us because they, the assay was just far too technical that they were using at public health and actually, you know, there were complications with it as well. Normally, in a normal environment, we would only kind of look at one testing platform and keep that going because you have lots of quality to do around it, things like that. But nationally and globally, there were major problems with supply of consumables, of tests. So we had to look at multiple options. So we didn't just look at bringing one test in. We actually looked at bringing four different tests in in order for us to be able to turn the results around and, you know, in a good quality fashion. Yeah, I guess sometimes we, because we're, we're an island, we get a bit um, inward focused, but this, this is a global pandemic, everybody was going to be after the same yeah. supplies and the same equipment and the same solutions. Tyler, can you, can you just say from your point of view how you went about sort of recognising that as a department, that you were in a sort of a global foot race to come up with some solutions for us in East Kent hospitals? Oh, I, I, that happened on such a daily basis because it was so novel. Um, and we have such strict legislation uh, around our scientific processes in this country. It was a race to keep up to date with the science, the recommendations, whilst actually adhering to our rightfully very strict practice and expectations. So everything from procurement to making sure the staff that were in the right place were suitably qualified, had the experience. You want to focus those your, your greatest scientific knowledge on achieving those tests and back up with anyone else. I think it was incredible really how fast anyone was able to move to try and keep up to pace. There was everything from frenzy to excitement to fear, you know, just the drive to get it right um, and the worry that obviously if you didn't get it right what those repercussions were. How, how proud are you of your team and what they've been able to do in the last year? I think it's stunning, the resilience of people. Um, especially in the first wave, it was incredible how much reserves people had. You know, and it was affecting every area, I'm aware. But staff were off, those other staff had to come in. Those ones that were off were feeling guilty and trying to help out from home. Every other department was trying to support each other if they had spare capacity. I mean, it really is testament to the staff here how much they achieved. Um, and especially, I think we were one of the first areas to reach the testing capabilities that we did and the productivity that we did. Yeah, phenomenal achievement and very proud indeed. And Hannah, you started off your career at the most amazing, at the most amazing time. How do you think that like, in twenty years' time, when you look back on this, what what will be some of your memories? You said you were keeping a diary. Yeah, I just think I'll be incredibly proud, um, like Tyler said, of the massive team effort that's gone into it. And to put it into perspective, I mean, I remember the first day we introduced the first test, and we were so proud. I think there were three of us performing testing to get 96 samples processed and now we're doing 1,200 a day. So I think when you look back and put that into perspective, it's just incredible how well we've all pulled together as a team. And I think for trainees it's been exciting to start with because we're new in our job roles and it's exciting to deal with a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity of a new virus. And at the same time now it's difficult because... We're enthusiastic, we want to rotate around the laboratory and 
learn to deal with other viruses and bacteria. So I think, yeah, I will be incredibly proud of, of the work we've all done. And Claire, Hannah mentioned the team effort, but one thing that has struck me is how, for example, all the laboratories have worked together across the county, you know, the hospitals have worked together. Just tell us a little bit about how you've worked with some colleagues in, in some of the other hospitals. Um, yeah, so we're obviously networked with Maidstone and Dartford. There have been daily calls between us all looking for resilience. We made the decision that we was actually going to use different testing capabilities at the different sites so that if we, if any one of us had a supply issue, then we could obviously try and relocate the work. Fortunately, we didn't need to do that. <clears throat> I think some of our colleagues have obviously struggled a little bit more than others to get their testing capability up. Um, but, you know, we've been able to offer them full support where we can in either helping them get along with their testing or, um, unfortunately, we haven't been able to take their workload in because our workload went up exponentially. But it's been really great to actually forge those relationships a bit firmer than what we had before because, you know, when you're going through networking, everyone becomes very protective of their work. And I think this now has actually, you know, we've formed good relationships and actually discussed things outside of COVID as well, how we can help each other. So it has been really great. And so. I think, um, certainly I'm, I think I'm hoping that after COVID, it sort of supercharges the collaborative effort. Because yeah. we can get a little bit competitive or a little yeah, bit internally yeah. focused, can't we? But actually it's all about shared learning, shared resilience, as you said, and... Uh, actually enjoying working together uh, a lot more. Do you think it sort of helped the relationships in the labs, Tyler, ultimately, because people have had to cross-cover and stuff? Yeah, I think there's been, you know, it's a common purpose. So I would like to think so. Um, I'm looking at my two colleagues here yeah. <laughs> to see if they're smiling behind the masks. But I think, yeah, people possibly hadn't known each other before, and then they spend several weeks, they're quite interested to find out about the new science as well. Um, many years ago scientists used to cross train um, and they don't anymore yeah. and so we do become quite siloed and we do think of ourselves very separate so I think a lot of positivity should have come from this. Mm. Well thank you very much for talking to me, congratulations, well done, your department has been absolutely amazing and it has definitely been in the eye of this particular storm. Thank you very much and well done. Thank you. Thank you.